Hey. hey. So hey, Kenny. Hey, man. Here we are. Um. <laughs> oh, what what are you what are you doing right now? What are you up to? Yeah. So I uh, had to miss our recording sessions this week because I am in Dallas on a work trip. I got a new job Jeez. and they sent me five hours away to do two weeks of training. So sadly, I missed this week's recording sessions. But here we are to talk a little bit on each of them, and uh, you know, so I could still uh, be a part of it. I think it's going to yeah, be... Yeah, late notice. You're just now telling me this? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I won't be there uh, this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way to go. Um, so, uh, we talk about vision in this episode. We're returning to it. It's yeah, been it was our very first almost episode. Almost a year. Yeah. Uh, um, I, did, did you... Uh, do you remember it well? Yeah. How how, how do you feel? No, definitely. I mean, it? I feel like I mean I, that comic was kind of such a perfect way for us to start this podcast because uh, it's such a nice like self-contained Marvel comic. It, I feel like it kind of really represents like the stuff that we've kind of realized we love throughout this year, at least for me, you know, uh, yeah. which is like really rock solid written stories that have or that are kind of contained, you know, that can have a really strong start and finish to them, even with kind of greater implications still potentially you know and even more stories to be written potentially but it doesn't feel like it has to have more you know yeah so for sure um still a gorgeous well, comic that i'm you know so proud of the that we got to do and i hope that uh you know everybody who else got to read it this week uh, also enjoyed it you know because back yeah, then it was just me and you yeah yeah this time yeah we're gonna have paul damien and we're gonna have a another special guest on the episode so yeah i'm pretty excited about it yeah um uh, right now, I am playing uh, the Elder Scrolls oh. game. The old Ring of what Elder Scrolls. <laughs> the Elden the Ring. Elder Souls. Elder Souls, <laughs> I go. think is what it's called. It's the um, um, Dark Lord of the Ring. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I just wanted to kind of rub it in your uh, face hey, just a little bit. You're doing a good job, you wanted, you <laughs> I wanted, wanted to play this game, and I'm over here playing it after I told you I had no interest. <laughs> How are you enjoying it, though? Are you having a good time? Yes, I'm having a great time. That's right badass. Now. You should see my guy. He looks like a fucking Sekiro Shadows Die Twice kind of guy. Dude, right? and that's how I'm going to be, too. I'm going to be all samurai once I go in there. I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> Um, yeah, you need to do me the uh, ultimate kindness and go to my house and just uh, set up for me. <laughs> uh, no, whenever you come back in town, you can just bring your PS5 with you. Freaking butthead. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, thank you, Kenny, Yeah. Uh, for doing this intro with me. And uh, get ready for the rest of this episode, guys. Yeah, get ready. Uh, I will see you all on another time because I won't be here for this one. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gorlami. What about you? Do you want to say anything before the episode? I'm just scared my stomach is going to growl. <laughs> um, okay, fine. Well, hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. I can hear your stomach growl. I growling. know! <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. And we have a guest with us. My name is Ashley. Ashley, my fiance, my fiance. She's, she's here. This is the first mm-hmm. time you've been on an episode, which yes. is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if you're listening to this in the Maybe Eventually feed, uh, this is the first time Paul Damien's been on the episode. Hey, oh, Paul Damien. Welcome. Is this a podcast in a podcast? It is yes. a podcast in a podcast. Um, and today we're talking about, actually, we're talking about vision first. Mm-hmm. Uh, vision. Man, this episode is so meta because vision was the first episode of May- of Who Watches the Watchers. Okay. We had already covered this book before, and neither of you guys had read it before, so Mm -hmm. I was like, this is the perfect opportunity to, like, kind of ramp up to our not only 100th episode, but our one-year anniversary of doing this show, uh, Who Watches the Watchers, not maybe eventually the other show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Super meta. Yeah, it's it's weirdly meta. Like, I'm just combining everything I have except for Kenny into one episode. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who... 
didn't ask. Um, Kenny's gone. Yeah, he left. Yeah. He just got up and fucking left. What an asshole. <laughs> uh, what is he actually doing? Right. He's in Dallas doing some sort of- Some job shit. <laughs> some dumb job shit. Yeah. He's like, I want to make money, make myself a better person. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I know, dude. Be poor, you stupid idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this week, we're finally returning to Vision. That We're covering the same 12 issues we already recovered, or covered. Um Almost one year ago at, at this mm-hmm. point. Um, this is written by Tom King, art by Gabriel Hernandez Walta, and colors by Jordi Belair. Um, this is maybe one of my favorite Marvel books mm-hmm. of all time. I love this book. Uh, we who didn't hollered about it a year ago. Um, I'm very excited to see how you guys received it this time around. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I'll just start off and say that the. This is now one of my favorite Marvel books That's of all awesome. time, if not my favorite. Like it, um, you know, me as an empath, yeah. I just <laughs> felt everything that Vision felt, you know, and yeah. I just, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it the whole way through and I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like you, you, and well, you can also feel some of the WandaVision in it. Right, oh, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, they pulled some of the DNA from this book and put it in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. It almost hurts that we couldn't have seen this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not even live action. What if this was animated, you know, in mm-hmm. the style of, of Walta's art? That would have been so cool to what see if, it episodic, you know? What if they put it <laughs> in the what if? I would love that. Right? That would be so dope, yeah. That would have been cool. How do you feel about this book as a kind of general consensus? I loved it. I mean, you've built it up for years. Yeah. And I've been planning on reading it forever, but I never really made the time because I suck at reading. Mm -hmm. I'm like the type of person who gets like distracted immediately. So I'll be reading and then I'll just be like, oh, yeah, I wanted to watch that YouTube video. And I just stop and I never get back to it. So I'm happy that this like forced me to sit down and read it. Um, I never really read marvel comics before so i can't compare it to anything else but it's very similar to like the independent comics that i've read in the past so i really enjoyed that as an empath i really (laughs) felt um virginia yeah i because i love wanda and obviously like her brainwaves came from wanda Mm -hmm. so i could feel that and i love vision but I really um, appreciated Virginia's role in this story because it was kind of like the best and the worst part of it. Yeah. It was almost like, yeah, no, it, that's, that's a great way to think about it because it's, it's like having to be forced into mature, maturity immediately after birth. You're this robot that can know everything at the snap of a button or a click of a button. Um, but then you also have all the traumas of Wanda, but not necessarily the memories of Wanda. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's and it's and so it's it's a lot of you know psychological damage immediately yeah. in birth. You know, and it's like births with mental health issues. Yeah, no, for real. Um, I yeah, this book it it really blows it. It has a great idea and it knows how to deliver it. Definitely, yeah. It hits it hits everything it needs to hit right on the mark. Yeah. Um, and the artwork I love. I mm-hmm. feel like it's it's nice and and simple, and it's um, it's almost storybook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's it's just like watercolors, and I I just love the look of this book. I love everything that this book is trying to do. Mm-hmm. I love every cover to these books. Oh, yeah. yeah, every single one. Just it feels like it came out of the nineteen sixties. Yeah, and just beautifully done. Yeah, the cover's done by Mike Del Mundo, who does a fucking bang-up job. Um, how did you guys feel about some of the lore that it needed to explain surrounding these characters, like Wonder Man and Scarlet Witch and stuff like that? Did you feel like this book kind of delivered in telling you everything you needed to know, or were there still some questions? Uh, there was a few questions. Mm-hmm. It did... Um, it, whenever it presented the stuff to you, it... It was a little tough to take in, yeah, because it was a bit distracting from the overall arc yeah. story. That's true. Yeah. Um, but overall, but for the most part, I did get the main gist of what they're trying to right. tell you, which is uh, kind of their point. You know, yeah, yeah. You get the meat of it, but you also kind of want a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's a 
the thing about this book that threw me off a little bit, there was a lot of distractions for me. Um, yeah. Like there was a lot going on sometimes it's, in one panel. Yeah, it's it's that is a common thing that I think writers try to do is juggle two things happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Having a story or having narration over action that is awesome. It's like you're reading two things at the same time. Right. And it's a quick way of giving you a lot of information at once, but it is difficult sometimes to to receive all of that. And right. I agree. Like, um, they do that a lot throughout this book. But Like, the first half is Agatha telling a story. Yeah. Yeah, every purple narration box is Agatha talking to the Avengers mm -hmm. and telling them, like, hey, Vision's gonna do some fucked up shit pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that yeah, it is pretty interesting, but it, it is a nice framing device at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, so the inciting incident in this book is basically the Visions, they're a new family. Mm -hmm. Vision decides to go move to West Virginia or Virginia, wherever D.C. is. I think it's in, in between. Washington, D.C., do we know? We are failed Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at geography. Sorry. Uh, it's somewhere in there. Yeah, it's in it's in the U.S. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah, right there. <laughs> so they're living right outside of the District of Columbia mm -hmm. uh, because Vision is now the Avenger in the White House, which I think this is the first time there's ever been an Avenger in the White House, right. which was pretty kind of kind of cool, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but the inciting incident is that obviously their neighbors are having a hard time with them being there, mm -hmm. but so is the Grim Reaper. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there's a lot of lore behind the Grim Reaper. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just like lay it all out. Vision's brainwaves are pulled from Wonder Man. And Wonder Man is an actor and sometimes supervillain, sometimes most of the time superhero. But lately, he's been a pacifist. So he's not even fighting. He's not even an Avenger. He, he doesn't do anything. But he does still act. Um, his brother is the Grim Reaper, who is a longtime Avengers villain. And he's a little bit of a nutcase. And so when he shows up in this book, he's freaking out. And he's basically trying to kill these false imitations of his brother and his family. Right. And that part, I can understand coming into this fresh, not knowing too much about any of this shit, that part is probably very jarring and is also the catalyst that moves the story going forward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I wish there was a way. It's almost like that aspect needed its own issue to explain mm -hmm. kind of Wonder Man's shit, the Grim Reaper shit, and their, you know, um, relationship with vision and ultron to fully get this story to be one concise final thing you know what i mean right mm -hmm. how do you guys feel about that well it was a little weird because i know nothing about the grim reaper yeah mm -hmm. um and then other than that it just kind of draws like more questions you know which is a good thing for yeah. the comic because it makes me want to look into the other comics that's true um but i mean how did Ultron get Wonder Man's brainwaves. brainwaves. I don't know. Do you, like, he must have kidnapped him and just like recorded his brainwaves and then implemented them into Vision. Right, because like obviously when Vision does it to the dog, the dog's already like dying. Yeah. So he just takes the brain out. But like Ultron couldn't have done that to Wonder Man. You know what I mean? That, But we also learned that Virginia has... Wanda's brainwaves and True. Tony Stark just figured out how to like record it onto a little forehead diamond. Well, Wanda's magic. <laughs> that's that's so, also I mean, true. She could literally, but it's like she said like chaos magic earlier. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I feel like when I, I went into this, I was like, I'm just going to accept what happens and not mm -hmm. question it and just try to understand what they're trying to get across. Yeah. Which I did get. So, it's okay. So, so okay. So, you feel like the story delivers everything it needs for you to enjoy the story. You don't think that there would be any more like Grim Reaper stuff that would kind of puff out this story better for you? No, because eventually you get context. That's true. It's yeah. one of those things where, like, you know how some movies and TV shows do that where they give you something and they don't really give you the backstory until later on? Mm -hmm. That's okay to me. I, I understand that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I've always struggled with this book and why 
it's not always my first go to when trying to like uh, recommend a comic to somebody who's outside mm. of comics, you know, because I mean, I don't know. It, there is a lot in this book to unpack. But if you've seen WandaVision, mm. do you feel like this would be? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I feel like this is a good thing to jump into and just look at because it's. Uh, it's very similar, but at the very same time, it's starkly different. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it's definitely something that somebody else can enjoy outside looking in, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's one thing in WandaVision that's in this book as well, or that they took from this book, and that is Sparky. Mm-hmm. Sparky oh. is in WandaVision. He's, what is he? Is he a neighbor's dog? that eventually the boys just adopt or take like where does sparky come from i can't remember i can't remember either well regardless sparky eats uh, some sort of plant mm-hmm. and he dies and i don't know if that was the writers of wandavision trying to do a red herring with people who have red vision mm-hmm. because there's the wondergore everbloom in yeah. the vision comic book that in order to see the visions from the leaf it has to be once consumed through hunger, hunger. Through hunger. and then twice consumed through murder. Or mm-hmm. you have to murder the thing that ate it and then eat it from its stomach. And so while watching WandaVision, I was like, how the fuck are they playing this into WandaVision? Because literally Sparky is a living dog. He eats the plant and then dies. And then Agatha's like, sorry, your doggy died. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, what it, it's almost like they're trying to play into this but didn't know how to pay it off you know what yeah. I mean? it goes kind of cheap yeah <laughs> that would be kind of cool if they could if they did do something with that and then agatha just because agatha is going to continue on later on right yeah. so like it would have been cool if agatha just revealed that she that it was the did, one yeah, she killed the dog they mm-hmm. didn't just peel kill over and die and then she ate, ate the flower them. you know yeah i it would just be cool. It would be cool. Yeah. And apparently she's supposed to have a TV show pretty soon, mm-hmm. a Disney Plus show. And then, of course, Wanda's returning in uh, Multiverse of mm-hmm. Madness. Right. So I wonder if Vision's going to show up in that movie. I wonder if any more of this is going to play into that movie. Gosh. There, that would be cool. There's. A, it seems like that movie's already pretty stuffed up. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, so was... That's the same thing you could say about the last Spider-Man movie. That's true. We were, everybody was like, I don't know. Because like, there was a lot of theories and who was going to be in it. And we all knew who was going to be in it. But at the same time, we we're like, they might not. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they might be there for two minutes and then yeah. go away. Yeah. Not the main pivoting points in yeah. the movie, you know? <laughs> so That's very true. <laughs> um, King's writing in this book, I think, is superb. Yes. He's, I think he's one of the best comic book writers out there right now. There's some parts I had to reread, though, like over and over, because it was a bit confusing. Sure. Oh, okay. um, especially the Shakespeare stuff. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. But that's Shakespeare. Yeah. He was trying to obviously draw some parallels between <clears throat> the tragedy in Shakespeare with this mm-hmm. story, because this story is a tragedy, a wholeheartedly a tragedy. Definitely. I think he did a good job at giving everyone their own voice. Yeah. Like, everyone's so distinct, even though they're all technically, like, not human, you know? Yeah, they're all synthesoids. I, I agree with that. Vin and Viv are meldings of the two brainwaves mm-hmm. to create their own personalities. And you can kind of see, you know, a lot of Virginia in Viv and then some of Vision in Vin. Right. I think Vin is kind of like the singular, like... um he he didn't feel too much like anyone else. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, definitely. Especially, well, no, he was in love with Justice from the Shakespeare play that he was reading over and over. Oh, Which, right. you know, his father is a superhero. Yeah, so, exactly. So I guess that plays into it too. Um, I just love the dynamic between this family because it feels like a real family. Real family. And then... Even like the daughter being like slightly more mature than the brother. Yeah. Like all of that just felt so realistic. Yeah, no, honestly, um, it this this book made me cry. Yeah, a few times, especially towards the end, um, with uh, with Vision just going through grief. Yeah, you know, over his son's death. It 
it really fucking brought me to tears because I I see Vision a lot the same way that I see myself. He's just somebody who wants to fit in with everybody else and he the only real thing he wants in the end is to have a family. Yeah. And like on like honestly, I'll be happy if I can just be a father and a good husband. That's mm-hmm. all I want to do in my life. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And it just feels like that's all Vision wants. And so I just felt so much of his pain. Yeah. You know. Especially when you like learn about what he said right right when he was like birthed or whatever. Mm-hmm. That broke my heart. That yeah. he was just trying to be a person and he was being denied that. Yeah. That's one thing that is like a huge shadow over this book is Ultron mm-hmm. and his presence. Right. And especially because we see like the sins of Vision's brother later, Victor, who is also birthed through Ultron. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just very cool that there's all this looming lore above this book that you only really get to get touched on. And then if you ever see Ultron, it's in like a, a flashback that's like. Or they're, yeah. Yeah. Or just something because like when they were talking about the 37 times mm-hmm. that Vision saved Earth, the, like eight of those times were Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so Ultron, Ultron again yeah. and again mm-hmm. and again, you yeah. know. So, you know, he was definitely probably the biggest pivoting, like probably biggest gear yeah. in this book without having to be in this book. Mm-hmm. I know. I really like that because, especially because Scarlet Witch, her dad is Magneto, depending mm-hmm. on, you know. What continuity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of cool to see like, oh, the offspring of Magneto and Ultron, they're forever in this weird family struggle where Vision goes and creates his own family after Scarlet Witch had done it, you know, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Wanda, when are, when are you going to admit that these kids aren't real? You know, it's almost like the same fucking thing again. Yeah, history mm-hmm. repeats itself, yeah. you know. It's so cool. Which makes sense. Because yeah. they're the essence of those, you know, people. Um, I feel like the issue with... Uh, Scarlet Witch was really unexpected for me. So I was excited when it started to come up because I was like, oh, I'm finally going to get those connections with WandaVision. Yeah. Because I remember when we were watching it, you were like, oh, I wish you would have read, you know, Mm. uh, Vision. And I was like, yeah, I know. And now I actually understand it. So it's really um, nice because I I love I love Scarlet Witch. So I wanted to learn more about her. And I guess this continuity. Yeah. That issue drawn by... um walsh michael walsh is so fucking good because it's such a good way to just distill their whole relationship that was such a good issue i know that single issue that issue at the end made me cry as well yeah where he retells the the toaster joke yeah Mm. yeah it's so fucking good like oh and then the the scene where he comes in and he's white vision and tommy and uh billy are just like Dad, why are you white? <laughs> <laughs> and so it's kind of like the same thing in the show where he was destroyed and then rebuilt. Yeah. Okay. And then he essentially didn't have access to his old memory. Yeah. Or he did, but he couldn't attach any feelings to it. Right. Okay. Which is the worst part. Yeah, exactly. Because so, he knew all the traumas and tribulations. Yes. Which so, is like his wife. So in the MCU right now, Vision is the white Vision. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I and remember that. We could see him show up in multiverse of madness or that's true (sighs) i think the most fucked up part for me in that issue was when she just so like casually said oh just you know find me in someone else i was like are you kidding me like that's so fucked up and they did a really good job with portraying like how somebody would feel if you fucking told them that yeah like in vision's face you know even though He's a synthesoid. You see all the emotions in his face drawn so fucking well. Mm-hmm. And that that broke my fucking heart. I was like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder where Wonder Man is right now. Because obviously Scarlet Witch and Wonder Man aren't together in this book. Huh. It's kind of weird. Um, regardless, do you think in the future Vision and Scarlet Witch get back together? Because... Yeah. Yeah. It only makes sense because she's messy. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't she? Yeah. And he's, he's like stability. 
And she's she's already acting like stepmom at the end of these books. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> so don't worry, I'll always be here for you. Yeah. Basically. Um, let's talk about Chris Kinsky. Oh yeah, I felt bad for that kid. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another part of the Shakespearean tragedy, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind kind of just wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Situation, even though the wrong place was his fucking house. Yeah. You know, his school. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he when he first approaches Vin, I love the way that it's written because it seems hostile. Right, exactly. And then I love the way he was like, no, people just don't understand what they saw. You know? Yeah. He he was just frustrated because he didn't understand. He The f- fact that CK realized that he was being ignorant in the first place and that's what caused Vin yeah. to act like that was amazing yeah Mm -hmm. it showed growth like immediate growth exactly Mm -hmm. the kind of growth that you want to see out of a character like that Mm -hmm. um and then of course his dad doesn't understand that yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) well i mean a lot of times when something happens to a child the parent kind of becomes like overly yeah overly protective yeah Yeah. so i mean i could totally understand that as well i can i can see where he's coming from where he's like no y'all need to get the fuck out y'all almost killed him you know what i mean I mean, Virginia so. did the same thing and killed the Grim Reaper true. when that happened to her. That is true, yeah, because the Grim Reaper attacks Viv. That's why she's not at school. Um, slicing through her body, which is the end of the first issue. Yes. It, it's like railroad going fast, you know? And Virginia takes it into her own hands and kills the Grim Reaper, which is, um, I think, a proper response Mm-hmm. But she's afraid of the the shadow or the feeling of racism that this book is also painting. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Where she doesn't feel like she will get tried just, justly. You know what I mean? And that's another great aspect about this book. It's so fucking good. Do you think in real life, if robots were made, like synthesoids and stuff mm-hmm. like that, do you think there would be a sort of racism to them like oh sure people towards them and it would effectively end racism towards humans oof that's a good question do you think that's a potential <sighs> that's like the watchman theory right where ozymandias so. creates like no. a, a bigger threat and you would think that humanity would unite unite mm-hmm. against that bigger yeah threat. it's like aliens you know like people want to believe that there would be peace on earth if we all banded together to fight an alien invasion or something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which I don't, you never know. I think there would be fucking chaos. <laughs> I think it's chaos. wishful thinking. I think that right? humans are so, or they're not progressive enough and intelligent enough to be able to do that. I think if anything, they would just group all of the current racism with the, you know, synthesoids and go against everyone at the same time. Yeah. It's scary. It depends on how many synthesoids there are. Do you think if we kill all the racists, there will be no more racists? <laughs> no, because no, they're born every day, right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, we can't just ship them all off to Australia or something. <laughs> oh, uh, I wish that would work. Just let, the, just let the giant spiders eat them. God damn it. <laughs> Do you think that the whole like parallel between how Virginia reacted where she actually killed the threat versus the dad not fully committing to that threat shows the difference between how dangerous a synthesoid can be versus a human? That's a good call. I don't think so because we we kind of have to look at it um, at the back, like what y'all were saying earlier. She was essentially barely born. True. You know, so like she's a child programmed to be an adult. Yeah, that's I mean, how I look at she it. She doesn't have enough life experience. Yes, and she even says that later on. Like she, she probably can beat all of the Avengers just the same way Vision can, mm-hmm. but she doesn't have the experience to or do the that. training or right. the training. So there's like a little extra layer there to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Yeah, I feel. I mean, didn't she say she didn't expect to have that much strength? In the yeah. first place. Mm-hmm. That's true. When she first killed the Green Reaper. I mean, she knew what she was doing the second time. When yeah. She knocked the yeah. dude out. But the first <laughs> time, definitely. Yeah. I would I would give her like the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she sucks so much. But at the same time, it's like understandable. It's almost mm-hmm. all justifiable. She yeah. goes mother bear. Yeah, That's she, all that happens. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that 
the fact that she kills the Grim Reaper and then buries his body in their backyard is what becomes the damning evidence that prolongs the rest of the story mm-hmm. and leads into like a domino effect into every wrong choice that she kind of makes, but they're all kind of justifiable at the same time ish. It's kind of like the show you. Oh, they oh kind of justify <laughs> yeah. like the murders and like who he chooses to kill. Yeah, it gets a little gray area sometimes, uh-huh. but it gives me that same vibe, especially like the fact that like they're a family and in the latest season they're like a family of two killers. So and I just thought about that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched you? Bolton? I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I essentially know everything that happens. Yeah, yeah, because of like Amber and Hillary. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good call. I think Virginia's motives going forward where she phases the Kinski father shoots through her killing his own son, which first of all, Marvel book with child death, like bullet to the brain. That's kind of crazy that this book, book exists. Yeah, no, I was, you know, I knew he was getting shot. But I didn't expect to go to the next panel and see him with the bullet to the brain. Yeah. Right. Gaping mouth, just yeah. full on. Just just, a, just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll finish talking about the vision. Fine. I will see you there. Not, not that button. Yeah. Wonderful. There we go. Nice. You Do it again. Do it again on mic. I can't. <laughs> That sounds painful. Burp. Gorlami. Burp. <laughs> that was not a burp. Hey, uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, welcome back to NPR. Yeah. Welcome back as we talk <laughs> about Tom King and Gabriel Walters' The Vision. Uh, Chris Kinski. It's good. He get murdered, <laughs> um, and uh, v- v- Virginia, v- 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 yeah, West Virginia the state, yes, <laughs> uh, makes her fist as hard as a diamond to and, knock him into a coma. Yeah, that he is likely to recover from the dad. Yeah, I thought you said not recover. Yeah, not recover from. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. she basically did not want him to wake up. Yeah. To, tell what she had done yeah well what he did i guess he was like (laughs) you killed my son it's like you actually shot him yeah it was your fault (laughs) um how fucked up that's so mean that's so messed up (laughs) she she accidentally lets him kill his son and then is like all right bye (laughs) she just knocks him out (laughs) 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 that is pretty terrible yeah um i guess she could make it up to him by turning him into a robot Oh, true. What? Uh, well, just like Doggo. Yeah, just like Doggo. Um, uh, this creates everlasting trauma mm-hmm. for Virginia, and it's right. coupled with her already existing brainwave and mental state, and the fact that she has to go through all the what is man, what is synthesoid shit that Vision has already been doing since the fucking seventies. Right. Exactly. The stuff that he's already learned to get over. Exactly. And like we said, she's basically a child. Yeah. And so this creates a very understandable, um, traumatized character Mm -hmm. that you can really apply to real world things outside of this book. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think it's done so fucking well in this book. Yeah. It's so cool. Mentioning over and over that she's like a kid makes sense when you think about how she keeps singing that like row 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 your boat yeah. over mm-hmm. and over but also the fact that the lyrics say life is but a dream mm-hmm. makes sense because like i can't even imagine how being a synthesoid would feel like because you're like not fully human you want to be but you kind of are and you have to, to deal with those emotions i really like that i thought not, that was really interesting not to mention like her her quote-unquote memories are like a dream to her they're yeah. wanda's memories you know and they're like kind of like with the white vision she can't attach any emotions to those memories yeah and stuff so it's just kind of weird yeah it's it, it they do a good job at, at playing with that too because mm-hmm. there's a there's a dialogue box 
in the first couple. Now my stomach is growling. Did you guys hear it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's a dialogue box or a, like a narration box towards one of the first issues where she talks about how she, whenever she kind of goes back into the back of her brain, kind of searches some of her feelings and stuff like that, it makes her sad and she doesn't understand why. Mm-hmm. And it's because they're of those of, of an already heavily traumatized person like Wanda. And it's it's crazy that like Vision ever thought for a second that this would be a good idea. You know what I mean? Well, or that Wanda herself even thought it would be a good idea. She's like, make me. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, um, since I'm with flesh, you you need yeah. to go be with robot me. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? She basic she's like I'm really fucked up in the head. Yeah. And so I took all that yeah. and put it on a microchip. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark helped me. Make he yourself thought it was a wife. A, he thought it was a good <laughs> yeah. idea too. Yeah, you you know Tony's taste in women? <laughs> yeah. So he, he thought it was perfect idea. Yeah. He loves he loves crazy robot ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um uh don't we all? That's Tony Stark when, when he sees a crazy robot lady. Yeah. <laughs> that's his. That's his suit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so Virginia is kind of the antagonist in this book, mm-hmm. an accidental antagonist, because right. she incites every poor decision made mm-hmm. until we meet um, Victor. Our f- Victor, our the final. Uncle. Yes, Uncle Vic. Um, Victor Mancha, who was a member of the Runaways, m- maybe my favorite member of the Runaways. I, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, when he was writing the second volume of the Runaways, he wanted to introduce one more Runaway. He created Victor Mancha, who was, as you guys read in this book, he had the origin of Ultron head being found by a poor mm-hmm. woman that couldn't have children. Ultron was like, I will give you a son if you help me build a body. And so that's what she does. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. I I had watched like one season of The Runaways on Same. Hulu when it was out. Yeah. And then I always wanted to get back into it, but I don't think it's on anything right now. I think it's on Disney Plus now. Is it? Yeah. Um the problem with that show is it doesn't hold a light to Brian K. Vaughn's comic book run. Okay. And it doesn't have Victor Mancha, because that would be that would be a big thing to fucking finally say like, hey, Ultron's back in the MCU and in the show on Hulu. You know what I that mean? That would be badass. That would that would be a big dick move. Like suddenly just be like, hey, now you have to watch Runaways on on Hulu because Ultron's back. Um, but they didn't do it. They never pulled that that switch. They I mean, kind of dropped the ball with that show. I think so. Yeah. It, it bummed me out because I was really enjoying the fuck out of it. Yeah. The first season was pretty mm-hmm. interesting. A mm-hmm. lot of shit was going on. Mm-hmm. And then I think we watched like the first two episodes of the yes. second season and we were just like, no. No, yeah, it yeah. just em- my emotions just immediately dropped off. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't care anymore. Yeah, but Victor Mancha, maybe my favorite runaway. Um, he has or no, one of the runaways. I think it's Nico. Maybe she has a premonition of the future, and she mm-hmm. sees a future where Victor has killed all the Avengers because he's now like Ultron himself. He's victorious, and he's he goes by a superhero name called Victorious. He's a member of the Avengers. He gains their trust and then slaughters them all Omni-Man style. Nice. From like Invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always liked that idea of him where he's like, I was born to be this ultimate evil and I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure it doesn't happen. Um, and then this book brings him in and paints him as an addict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to vibranium. Yeah. Which is fucking awesome. That's so good. Yeah. Because it's like, we have to introduce more members of this family. This one's an addict. It's it's Uncle Victor. He's an addict. <laughs> yeah, he's a recovering yeah. addict. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Mm-hmm. And even though it is kind of a character assassination of Victor, it plays into this story so well. And it also concludes a chapter. Was that your stomach? My stomach? I think Who? that was me. Oh, that was you this time. <laughs> um, it paints a new ending or of an ending of a chapter for victor where he can't have a future now because he's killed in this book how did you guys feel about that well i mean you could always take the vision the vision route and rebuild him yep Mm -hmm. you know so i mean it can be done yeah you know she just ripped out his heart true his robot (laughs) heart (laughs) 
So, That's not super important, I guess. Yeah. But in this book, it feels like a good ending to him. Definitely. Right? No, it, it does. It feels like it, it's really conclusive and it it does exactly what he wants to do. So it brings kind of justice to the character, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time of bringing injustice to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that he was able to deny his destiny by making a mistake at that is is kind of like incredible yeah. that they would put that in here. Uh, I would like to see him in the future, though. Like, uh, it, even like in the uh, MCU, that would be awesome. That would be mm-hmm. fucking awesome. I, I would prefer that. I would love that, too. Mm-hmm. So he does, he does come back. Mm-hmm. But I like his like kind of ending here in this book. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he comes back in the Runaways book, he's just ahead. Kind of like how Ultron is typically nice. just ahead, and, and he's some like, of the other "Build books. me a body," <laughs> pretty much. So, what do you mean he's just ahead? Like he's just floating around, or what? Uh, they literally carry his head around. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not even that fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a there's been stuff that we watched or read recently where there was an Ultron head involved. It was uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like people, a lot of people just had an Ultron head basically at one point. Yeah. Interesting. So, and. There, I think it was deactivated though. It was is deactivated. He, is him? He's actually like he's, on. He's and... awake and conscious. Yeah, the whole time. And <laughs> he's just like, he's just like, uh, can you move me to the other room if you're going to be making out? You know, he does jokes <laughs> like that. <laughs> is he kind of just comedic relief, or does he play a good role? Well, no, because there is like the hinge of him like wanting a body back, and so mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how to get the materials or how to make a robot body for him. That's. Uh, I guess sufficeable or or that's good enough. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sufficeable. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying sufficient. to say. Sufficient. Sufficient. Thank you. And so Vision's brother loses his body, and they're just trying to get his body back. Yeah, sounds like Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> we should read Full Metal Alchemist. We will. Oh, we will read Full Metal Alchemist. We're getting there. <laughs> um, that's something that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I want to try and do a thing monthly where we for sure read uh, something manga mm-hmm. once a month, but also we would watch a bad movie once a month. Oh, I'm super down. Yeah, I want to do that. We have to find, like, I don't know. Because I don't want it to be, like, much of a cult classic either. Yeah, or, you n- know? nothing like The Room or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. No, we would have to find new bad movies to, yeah. to talk shit about. Oh, you know what we could do? We could do um, the, you know, like how a uh, an A list movie will come out, and there's always a movie that's yeah. got <laughs> yeah. kind of the same name. Yeah. We'll we'll do a double feature. Yes, where we compare, we yes. could do like Armageddon and Deep Impact, or yes. yeah, stuff like that. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking shop on the podcast. It's okay. Yeah, it is okay. Just keep it in. Uh, I'm gonna keep it in and double it. Um, Victor kills Vin. And it's because Victor is a spy for the Avengers. The mm-hmm. Avengers are worried that Vision's out here killing Kinski kids and dads. Right. He's out here killing the Grim Reaper. Um, they don't know that. Which, it... I, dude, kill the Grim Reaper. That's okay. <laughs> I know, right? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point they say something like, S.H.I.E.L.D. looked for uh, the Grim Reaper's register on, or like his bio bioorganic register on earth and he's like nowhere to be found or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and so the avengers were like uh he's dead <laughs> that yeah. means he's dead um but yeah uh so victor is sent by the avengers to go and and infiltrate the family see what's going on and as he's reporting back vin comes in on him mm-hmm. and victor as an addict mm-hmm. a recently reformed addict cuz he gets he gets the steinway uh vibranium yeah from the panther um he can't control his power output and kills vin dead Mm -hmm. and this is this is another child death because it looked for like for a moment that viv might die at the beginning of this book yes vision is able to revive her it looked like uh the fucking george and nora's dog might die at some point in this book vision found a way to revive that boy Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then now Vin dies. The Kinski kid dies also. Uh, but Vin dies, and there's no way to revive him. How did you guys feel about this, where suddenly we're going to play with death again, but this one's somehow final? 
It makes sense because Victor's the one that pushes everyone over the edge at the end, or I guess Vision. Yeah. So if if he didn't, then there wouldn't really be a whole lot of reason to end this book. That's true. I, I'm just I think I'm trying to say at like a mechanic like that's that's true. That's how it fits as a mechanic point where it's like the kid has to die for a vision to be pushed over the edge. But it does kind of feel like a cop out where it's like we're gonna threaten death a couple of times, but this time it really sticks. Well, it I think because I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I I they kind of win at it like with a philosophical way when they were talking about um, P versus NP oh, problems right. and problems that can be solved and problems that can't be solved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just that uh, there's sometimes where um, they could be the exact same thing. We just haven't figured out how to solve them yet. We don't know oh, the shortcuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So y- yes, three things broke and only two were be able to be repaired, but it's because maybe we just don't know how to repair the last thing. Yeah, yeah. Yet. Or maybe it's just NP. It's impossible. You can't fix mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it makes sense from a story standpoint to do it just mm-hmm. because of how they laid it out, you know? Yeah. So it didn't at all take you out of the moment where it's no. like... Okay. It definitely Same. drew me more in because... I looked at it as like um, like a, a, an accident where any normal person died. Exactly. Because he's he's not necess- he's a robot. Yes, he's he's a synthesoid. But the story, the way they're trying to portray it to you, is that they're just like us in every way, and mm-hmm. sometimes we can be fixed, and sometimes we can't. Right. That's I feel awesome. like I feel like it would have been a cop out if he didn't die. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would have been like too many. Mm-hmm. Like everything's just right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because this is maybe my fourth time reading this book, mm-hmm. and I I came at it at a different light this time. I was like, "Is there any holes I can poke in here?" And that's why I came up with the whole like, "Oh, you know, Grim Reaper just shows up, and you're just supposed to handle it." You know <laughs> what I mean? And this was another one where I was like, "Huh? They really, they really just like played into it this time." Where it's like, "Is that?" a fault of the story or does it work? And I think I agree with you guys. I think it's just like one of those things where it's like, sometimes there's no coming back from it. And this mm-hmm. was just the right kind of finality that was needed right. for the, the ending of the story. Definitely. And I don't even think it, it like, uh, I don't even think this needed to be the thing that pushed vision over the edge. You know, this could have just been something in the story, but the way they write it, uh, made it so so much better yeah. mm-hmm. for me, um, and then the consequences that follow this vision going through his grief and watching those recordings of his son that mm-hmm. fucking broke me down. Yeah, yeah. it was hard, mm-hmm. especially because he was talking about he was reciting the Shakespeare shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. Um, from there, Vision comes to the conclusion that a justification for his son's death would be the death of his brother, Victor, as well. Mm -hmm. An eye for an eye. An eye for an eye, exactly. Um, And so he takes it upon himself to fight the Avengers because they are holding him at the Arlington jailhouse or something like that. Right, which is like, why? (laughs) Why to who? The Avengers or why to Vision? Why the Avengers? Why is Victor in the Arlington police department jail like why not in a helicarrier or yeah. in a max facility yeah you know or like i don't know fucking avengers headquarters because he's part of the avengers and yeah. they should have his back you know the, like, why leave him somewhere vulnerable like that that's true i think this book hinges on letting vision play family for a little mm-hmm. bit and so like it seems like captain america is calling in a bunch of favors where it's like Okay, you're going to have to let them go to school here. You're going to have to let them live here. You're going to have to let them do all this stuff because Vision's going through a hard time right now, and I'm asking for a favor. I'm Captain America. Can you treat them like they're humans, especially Victor? Can you hold him in in an actual jail cell? You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like there's a lot of that kind of hinging on here, Mm -hmm. and and you kind of have to buy into that fact too. Yes. Uh, You know, even as I say it and I talk crap about it, I – now I think about it in like Captain America is 
you know, one of the most wholesome characters in Marvel. Yeah. You know, most wholehearted good persons in Marvel. So, I mean, I could also just see it as the reason he's keeping in jail cells because he doesn't want them, make them feel abnormal. Yeah. Or maybe he just trusts Vision to the point where he doesn't think yeah. Vision would do anything. That's true. You know? So he didn't think anything bad would come up to it. Even if it, even if there are rumors that Vision's going around fucking killing kids. Yeah. You know? There should have been an issue where, because at this point, Sam is Captain America. Sam right. Wilson. There should have been an issue where Sam is like talking to Tony or something. And he's like, should we be trusting this Agatha with all this information? Like, we know Vision. He's our guy. Like, you know, there should have been like a couple of panels of that or something. Yeah, at least just one one yeah. thing. Yeah. But regardless, Vision comes up against the Avengers. This is the, the Vision, the future Vision that Agatha had seen and came to warn the Avengers about. The Vision would fight them all and kill them all. Um, And Virginia kills sparky to get because he also eats the leaf Mm -hmm. of the wonder gore everbloom and she eats the leaf from sparky and she sees the vision the future as well and so she takes it upon herself to change that future Mm -hmm. so vision can continue on which that kind of shows you that magic if anything is not racist (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't care what you are yeah, it, it will care. show you the yeah. future if you do it right that's true so that brings up a whole other like uh can of worms can of worms exactly where mm-hmm. it's like do brain waves in the synthesoid count as a soul and is what is that what hinges on magic you know what i mean mm. or are our brain waves our soul yeah you that's know? that's a good counter argument where yeah. it's like, oh, as long yeah. as you have the brain waves, you have the mentality, you can be affected by the magic of the Wonder Gore Everbloom. Because mm-hmm. both of those characters, uh, Sparky and, and Virginia, are synthesoids. Could they feel the magic effects? And is it murder if it's a robot? Would it be just like breaking a toaster? Ex- exactly. <laughs> a toaster that walks around and talks? Barks, barks, yeah. just woofs. Yeah, yeah woofs. <laughs> um, maybe it's also playing into the idea that it doesn't matter if there's magic at all. Maybe neither of them felt the effects of it, and Virginia just knew, like, from she just had an inherent feeling mm-hmm. that this is the proper thing to do going forward. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, um, she just surmised it. Yeah, there's also like a a bit of like a an old like theory or like question. Uh, about like making a copy of your brain and putting mm-hmm. it on a computer, creating an AI out of it is uh, like, let's like, is that you or is it something else? So like, say you die and they make a copy of your brain and put it on a computer. Are you living on in the computer or is that just something brand new? Mm-hmm. You know, Matt, who was on a couple of episodes ago, he talked about this with teleportation. Mm. Because there's the idea of teleportation where it dematerializes you, Mm -hmm. essentially killing all those cells and then rebuilds it, basically a clone somewhere else. So would that be you on the other end? Exactly. (laughs) It kind of hurts to think about. That's the old, the boat theory. Yeah, the Theseus's ship. Yeah, Theseus's ship Mm. where like if he replaces pieces, eventually he's going to replace every piece on the boat. Mm. Is it the same ship? Yeah. That's what that's what fucking yeah. Vision talks about in WandaVision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it comes around over and over. It's a cool thing to think about. Mm-hmm. In a religion like standpoint, what is it considered? Like are do you mean like in Buddhism? Any Where? any just in general. I guess reincarnation. So it's not so do would they consider it being like a, like is your brain your soul or is it the body like how does oh, that how do they interpret asking. that? I don't know. I think that most religions believe your soul is a separate thing that is also within your body. Yeah, a metaphysical yeah. thing that's, that's, I guess, like an energy of some sort. That's what I believe in generally. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm not the most religious person. Yeah. I just feel like 
we're all, I mean, obviously we all have energy inside us. That's how we live and breathe and move. But like, I feel like, um, the more you put energy into things, the more you give it life and the more you give it meaning. And so, uh, like a ghost could essentially just be somebody's energy just stayed there too long. You know, somebody who poured so much energy into something, maybe they built this house and they fucking lived in it their whole life. They loved this house, Mm -hmm. loved it so much that it fucking killed them. And now all that energy gave the house life. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, that's it's like essentially imp- what I wrote, imprinting so. your your soul energy into like the wood that builds up the house. Exactly. Like so then the body is irrelevant. I think so. Mm-hmm. So a teleportation device, something digital, can that carry a soul? Why not? I mean, that's it, the question. Right? If wood, right. if wood can, yeah, that's yeah. a good call. If if the stairway that you know that like you were saying the man who built the house if if it can soak up the ghost and he can be walking the stairway every night mm-hmm. can a microchip hold that same kind of energy it's all made from materials from the earth that's true and that's where like you know like magic here like those who practice like witchcraft mm-hmm. they gain their magic from earth yeah mm-hmm. dang that's that's a lot to think about. <laughs> I basically believe like if it if it has consciousness though, it has a potential to have a soul, you know, mm-hmm. or it yeah. has a soul. For sure. So I mean. So yeah, I mean, I guess if you have a mental imprint stored of you on a let's say a solid state drive, that could be you. But what if Okay, but what about this situation where Wanda makes a copy of her brain mm. and now it's Virginia? But it's still Wanda. The same brainwaves. Is that Does Virginia have her own soul? I think that might be reincarnation without death. That's it's still weird. I yeah. know. So then does yeah, does she have her own soul then? Or that's such a good question. Like ah! are like are you saying that like if Wanda died, then yes, that would still be Wanda's soul? But no, because she's alive. I think it's a somehow a digital reproduction. If we're talking down the same theory road, we're walking down the same same building that we're the the golden brick road that we're still building going uh-huh. down. That is a digital reproduction of the soul. That fucking that's crazy to think about. That so that means vision is a digital reproduction of mm-hmm. Wonder Man. So he, he essentially has his own soul. Yeah. Yeah. Which he doesn't even think he has. Yeah, but if they if they can be affected by magic, they should have souls. some sort of consciousness, like some real consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this interesting. Is fucking wild to think about. It's never really explicitly said if Sparky has the brain or if he just took the brain waves from the brain and put it in Sparky. That's true. Yeah, so he might still have some biological. Uh, pieces within him. Holy shit. So if Sparky does have biological pieces, then he's a cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> not a synthesoid. Right. <laughs> and so then it is murder when <laughs> she fucking kills him. There you go. There you go. We answered the question. We answered the question. Um, <laughs> he would be a, he would oh. be a cyborg. So. <laughs> He barks. A cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Poor Sparky. At least he comes back. Through... Uh, Tony Stark and Wanda's magic, she's yeah. able to reproduce Sparky, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the ending of the book, Virginia goes and calls Detective Lynn, who we haven't really spoken on, but that's where we see the whole like 37 times that mm-hmm. vision. And that's um, Detective Lynn is the same one in WandaVision, right? No, that's a different detective, that's uh, Jimmy Woo. I can't remember his fucking name. Man. Yeah, Jimmy I was Woo. just hoping that they they made it the same character. That would have been cool. Yeah, but Jimmy Woo is he's a completely different Marvel character, and he's like okay. a noob apparently. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, in in WandaVision for sure. Um, but yeah, Detective Lynn he gets the confession from Virginia, um, where she retells the story, um, about all the Kinski stuff mm-hmm. about the death of the Grim Reaper about how she rewrote Vision's memory so he couldn't have possibly lied, which he didn't know the truth to lie 
about to begin with. But, but I mean, still. he did lie. He did lie. Yeah, yeah. at one point. Um, and this cleans Vision's hands of any fault. Which, by the way, I love both of those retellings that, that she has. Yeah. Where she retells the Grim Reaper's death, and then she does it again mm-hmm. with slightly different facts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, alternative facts. Right. Because exactly. as, as... you know how something can be true but this thing is also true yeah mm-hmm. right like wink wink yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it and so it and then she while she's on the phone with detective lynn she drinks from the empty water vase from mm-hmm. of zen long which i was mm-hmm. like oh, i don't know how, what that's gonna do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. until she exp- like she had to explain it for yeah. me yeah. oh good okay. thing that they did yeah <laughs> true uh i love its existence throughout the book because it is a metaphor of her which is she is something but she feels hollow Mm. there is no flowers that can sit within her because it is a poisonous vessel Mm -hmm. it's also like a a metaphor for how she feels more than anything like she feels like her whole existence is somewhat meaningless Mm -hmm. just like the vase it's a meaningless vase Mm -hmm. you know it does nothing it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that all three of those gifts, all four of them play into the story. Mm. The the lighter from Captain America, he mm. uses it to escape the barrier that the Avengers have He's created. He's made out of fucking house. vibranium. Yeah. Yeah. Um the Steinway has vibranium in it and so that's what that's where Victor gets his fix and where he loses his control of his power. Mm. The ever Everbloom, the Wonder Girl Everbloom, tells you the future. Tells it to several characters in this mm-hmm. fucking book. And then, of course, the the vase from Zen Law. Mm-hmm. Virginia drinks it and allows it to go through her system, degrading her and killing her. That part, I cried. Yeah. Where she's laying on his shoulder and she's basically apologizing to Vision. And before she can get it all out, she's dead. And honestly... That could have been the ending right there yeah. in the book. That could have been the ending, and this would have been, on in my opinion, slightly more perfect tragedy yeah. if it ended right there. But I also do like the epilogue after that. Yeah. So there is the little bit where Scarlet Witch comes and talks to Virginia mm-hmm. or to Viv and basically mm-hmm. recounts everything that happened. Right. Um, and then we see the ending ending where Vision is saying goodbye to Viv as she goes to school. And then he goes up into his, his, his bedroom, opens up a trunk, a drawer, and, uh, there is a synthesoid he's building and he's Mm -hmm. singing, uh, row, row, row your boat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which at that point, a little psychotic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh fuck, he kind of snapped. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So. One thing about this book is that that thread is mm-hmm. has not, as far as I know, has not been picked up again. Oh fuck! They should. They should just do it out of nowhere. Well, that's my next question. This sits so well on its own. Mm-hmm. Grim Reaper, everything counted for. If they were to pick it up, I believe it would have to be this team again, King and. Oh, I yeah, I think so. Just to. Keep it like flowing properly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if they did continue, who is he making? That's a good question. It is could he be remaking Virginia. his wife? It could be Vin. It could be Victor. The very last choice would could be fucking either of the Kinskis. <laughs> <laughs> but like, would he want to replace his wife? I don't know. That's the question you have to ask Tom King. Right. What do you think, babe? Do you think there should be more of this? No. No. You think it's perfect as it sounds? Yeah. Yeah. You. I have to applaud. And I'm fine with that, too. I'm fine with nothing coming of this ever again. Me, too. I would like more, but if nothing ever happened, it's still perfect as it is. I have to applaud Marvel for not revisiting a lot of these threads mm-hmm. without... Tom King, because I don't know if you know, Tom King primarily writes at DC now. Oh, really? After this book, he pretty much gets scalped by DC, and he's been there ever since. What does he write right now? Do you know? He writes a lot of smaller books like this. We're mm. going to be reading his Supergirl pretty soon. Like, oh, okay. Within the next couple of months. 
Um, I also want to read, he wrote a pretty good Mr. Miracle. He wrote a pretty good um, uh, Strange Adventures, which is the Adam Strange. I don't know if you know him. He's the spaceman. I, I have an idea of who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also wrote Batman for 100 issues. Um, oh, okay. Which we'll probably read that eventually. <laughs> Not all 100, but we'll read some of it eventually. What run is it? Like, do you know what? It's the Rebirth era. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't get to Rebirth. Yeah. But yeah, that's where Tom King comes in as the Batman writer. That's cool. And this book is what kind of gives him the blank check going forward. Wait, is Rebirth where um, they have like the new gods and stuff, or that's still New 52? That's the tail end of the New 52. Okay. That's that's the Dark Side War right at the end. Okay. And then right after that is Rebirth, pretty Mm much. Um. But yeah, how do you guys feel about this book as as a whole? I love it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna try to get Amber to read it too because I think she'd really like it, uh, and probably just anybody else. <laughs> Honestly, I know uh, this. I didn't expect this book to be uh, what it was. I didn't expect it to be this good or like I I just thick. Didn't think I was gonna be that interested in Vision. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it it came to be a lot better than what i was expecting like it far exceeded my expectations yeah it's so fucking good i want to i wish i could shove this book down more people's throats and that's why i'm glad you guys are on this show uh, so now we today. can do it yeah so yeah. I, i'm just spreading the gospel of the vision yeah. <laughs> the, the the vision's future yes yeah yeah exactly um if you did like wandavision um i know we kind of already said this but if you did like wandavision i do recommend reading this mm-hmm. I do it's too. it would make your experience a lot better if you haven't seen wandavision still read this and then watch wandavision mm-hmm. or I, vice versa i agree yeah, yeah they can go either way yeah they I, could read this first and then watch wandavision they can watch wandavision read this i think i like how i consumed it wandavision mm-hmm. first then this because you have a better idea of who wanda is yeah and true. it makes sense on how everything else plays out I mm-hmm. agree. Plus, uh, uh, most people might not be the most avid comic book readers, so that would help them get into it a mm-hmm. little bit more, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, this book fucking rocks. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, everywhere you get podcasts. Uh, mm-hmm. Go ahead and please do that. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to Maybe Eventually. That mm-hmm. is my other podcast with Ashley. If you guys are here from Maybe Eventually, hey, welcome. Hey guys. Uh, go ahead and go listen to Who Watches the Watchers. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Sentient by Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Hernandez Walta, the same artist from The Vision. That was a happy accident. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, so come back for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also, come back this Friday. We're going to be talking about Alien Cube. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's cubed, cubed with a D. I said cu- with a D. Yeah. Cube. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Paul Damien, do your thing. Oh, um, don't forget to ask Kenny for stickers. We have <laughs> stickers for Who Watches the Watchers. Um, hit him up on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, hit him up on Instagram. Or, or any of his social media. Yeah. Specifically Kenny, though, not who watches the watchers. No, not Kenny. us. <laughs> yeah, bother Kenny. Um, also, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can make Kenny get some maybe eventually stickers as well. To, yeah. So you can ask him for those. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I'll take Kenny's line, and we'll see you then, or we'll see you on another time. Bye, guys. Bye. Gotta thank God.